0: Took pictures, but I'm not posting them on Facebook, and y'all can probably understand why. Uh, I think everybody was distanced enough, but some people may not think so. And uh, so we did take some pictures, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a good you know the, the service. There was a lot of people here, and again, everybody we're fixing to have to start using the balcony, y'all. That's a good problem to have. I'm gonna go sit in the balcony while, during service. Uh, yeah, y'all gonna have to figure out how to do the rest of it. So, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, we we got that. It looks like we got our internet fixed again. We got all these little things. Uh, the 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 guest Wi-Fi is working and all that. So all I got to do is hit OK when you go into it. So we got all these things going, and uh, continue to pray for uh, the little board family, Tootie and Jonathan, and you know all all of those. Uh, we had the service today, and you know it's it's going to be time. It takes time, and we need God to continue to to heal them. Uh, Pastor Crawford did the uh, majority of the service today because he knew. Uh, Nicky, which most of y'all know him like that, you know, Carlton, and uh, he did a great job of that, you know, ministering to the family and, and being able to share some of the history, you know, because he knows more of it than I do, because I've only known him for three years, but uh, yeah, he did a great job of that, so I really appreciate him doing that, we were talking, but just keep praying for the family, you know, keep praying for the family, so let's uh, open in prayer, and we're going to move into worship. Can we do that tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What if we never get to the preaching tonight? I might be sad though, because I really do want to preach this sermon, but I'll preach it another week. Uh, I, I got something on my spirit, you know. But but we were worshiping earlier, and we may never get there. Just being honest with y'all, <laughs> we finally had to mute them so we could test something. So, but uh, anyways, so let's stand up and pray tonight, and then we're gonna we're gonna love love on Jesus and some music. So Father, we we thank you that we get to be in your presence and in your house tonight. We thank you, Father, that you are here. Lord, we thank you for your comfort upon the Labord family and the friends, Father, as they go through this season of loss and grief. Lord, comfort them. Just give them rest tonight in their homes, Lord. Give them rest and peace. Lord, be with us tonight during this time we have together. Allow your spirit, Lord, to move through this place like never before. God, we don't want something we had yesterday. We're asking for a fresh touch tonight refreshing touch of your spirit your fire we ask this all in Jesus name if you agree with that say amen tonight amen let me figure out where my pack is so I can turn it off now okay now I'll move over to this one hallelujah Whew.
1: until the very end one more time my savior my closest friend i will worship you until the very end
2: day's work, but in heaven, a day is forever. An eight-hour shift is long, but an eternity shift is longer. But you're worshiping God. It's not work anymore. It's your life. You should love it. You should be it. You should enjoy every second. Because not everybody's going to get that opportunity. It's our job as Christians to help everyone have that opportunity.
0: Praise tonight in the house of God. Come on, give him praise tonight. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Jesus. Is he worthy? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, give somebody a spiritual high five tonight if you can. Hallelujah. Thank you, worship team. Woo, Jesus. Hey, I need to undo that. Give somebody a spiritual high five and, and maybe find a seat real quick. Hallelujah. I don't know what I'm going to do with y'all when y'all get to run around again. <laughs> it's already that I'd, I'd find people over there when they would sit over there, and it's just like, turn around and tell somebody you love them, and we found them over there. It's like, what are
3: you doing? Come on over there. <laughs> so,
0: mm-mm. get this thing where I can see. Uh, it's Okay. They're working on vaccines. They're working on all that stuff. We're going to get there. You know that? Yeah. We're going to get there. And if we never get there, we're still going to do what we're doing. <laughs> so grab some water. <clears throat> Listen, I, I'm, I'm excited to continue on on Coach God. Man, I, I'm telling you, this thing just keeps growing and growing. And, and I'm like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. <coughs> Excuse me. I thought I had a mute button on there. Maybe because I never pressed it. It don't work. I don't know. We're going to talk about today, Coach God Film Day. Got any football fans? I know we're not watching NFL right now. I really haven't watched much of it at all. Uh, I saw something on the news about Drew Brees getting hurt. That's about the most I've seen. Yeah. Uh, It's like, whatever. But... God just keeps bringing things up to me about this this coaching mentality of of how we've got to shift our thought process into something different. And today we're going to talk about film day. So if you have your Bible, I want you to open to 1 Peter 5. We're going to have it, excuse me, on the screen for you. And, man, I just, I got to, I can keep getting into this thing, you know. It's like the more I look into it, the more I get, Dave, literally. Like, like I could stand here half a night just talking to you about what I see and, and just this one topic, a film day. And, and so I, I sit there and I've been trying to just put certain things down on, on the paper. But let's look at 1 Peter 5, 6 and 8. It says, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time. So just hold on right there, because just even as I'm reading this again, I'm seeing more. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of your coach, God. And when, you know what? When it's time, he's going to put you in the game. And you're going to be like Neon Dion. Y'all remember him? He was a Cowboys, but yeah, I know. So, yeah. Okay, so go to the next one. Look at this. Casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Can you imagine the anxiety of, of like... Okay, I'm not going to use somebody that does it a lot now because I really don't like him as a player. Michael Jordan. One second left, they're throwing the ball in, he catches it, and he shoots. Can you imagine the pressure and anxiety and all the things that's going on? I I really can't, honestly. I've had pressure before, but I'm like, could you imagine? You know, the guy's probably getting a $100 million bonus for making this shot. And if he misses, you know, I don't know what he's making, but the pressure on that. But God says, you know, don't worry about that. I've prepared you, and you're going to do just fine. Yeah, but God, stop complaining. I got you. Do you think I put players in there that I haven't prepared, that I haven't given everything they need to accomplish what I'm calling you to do? The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, which the devil thought was over with, is inside of us. We can accomplish anything through Christ. Even a three-point shot with one second left and the championship on the line against LeBron James and he loses. I'm sorry, I had to. Okay. I just, I don't know. I've never liked him. So that doesn't mean he's a bad person, honestly. i just not a fan of mine or me of him. Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert because your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. You know, honestly, I, I disagree with a part of this scripture. Can I, can I do that? Now, I haven't looked it up in a ton of uh, other uh, translations. A roaring lion is easy to spot. <laughs> and he prowls around undercover. So chances are that word. I, again, I, I, I haven't looked it up in all the other translations or searched out the word. But I, I think it's probably more of a fierce lion, honestly. But roaring lion. Seeking who he can devour. He is always out there ready on. Listen, I don't think there's a, a time that goes by that the devil is not ready and prepared to just kill you, take you out. He is never off of his game. Never off of his game. He is always scheming. He's always looking for your weaknesses. He's always prowling around like a lion waiting for you to drop your guard or, as, as coaches would say, have a mental moment where, the, where they, they, you know, those, those players, right, in, in football and in, in basketball where, where they know what they're supposed to do and they just had one of those mental moments and they totally did the wrong thing and the guy goes and scores. He is always waiting for you to have that mental moment so that anything he can do to pounce on you and devour you, he's always there, always now, let me flip over to film study. Film day. What is film day for, for those that don't understand? You know that, that our coaches here in town, at Marksville High School, watch film on other teams. They actually have this thing that, that they, they can get. I don't know if, if how much it works in our state, but I know some areas do, where every play of the opposing team it's there and they can watch it over and over and over. And, and, and people like put it in, in in order so that they can say it's this. And you know what they do? They're learning the tendencies of their enemy. That other team is their enemy. They're learning the tendencies of them. And, and I actually messaged Coach Dunbar. I, I was curious what he thought about watching film for himself as a coach And as a team, listen to what he said. I got permission to to share this. He said, it is very important. It is how we self-evaluate ourselves as coaches and players. Listen to this. It is very easy to recognize the things we do well and sometimes self-absorb ourselves with those traits exclusively. We're able to point out what we don't do well And that should be a focus of the time spent at practice. Do we do that? No, we mope about our failures. Not, what did I do good there? What did I do bad there? How do I not do this again? But listen to this. It allows us an opportunity to figure out our opponent's strengths, weaknesses, and tendencies. And the students that spend the most time watching video outside of the time they do together seem to be the most successful. We actually have the ability to view the minutes spent on their own so they can prove to you that the, see, that the football players that watch the video of themselves doing good and bad and the opposing team become better players. Think about this as a Christian. We need to get better at studying film. Every tendency of the devil is listed right here. You have his playbook, but you also have God's. They're all listed. You've seen them, other people, it's happened. We need to get to the place where we will study what the enemy is doing. We can study through the Old Testament how he tricked Adam and Eve. We we study just, you know... What was his tendency there? Well, they came in questioning the Word of God. Oh. So all of a sudden, I get into a storm in a battle, and I start questioning the Word of God. Where's that probably coming from? The enemy. But if I'm not prepared for that, what's going to happen? He's going to run right around me and score a touchdown. And a touchdown for him is what? You commit a sin And in his eyes, it's probably he's making God look foolish. See, God, I told you he can't. He's not as good as you think he is. Look what I did to him. How simple that was. Look how simple that was. I've got a short little video. It's one minute long. This is a coach that was being asked a question. It's not solely on on film, but it, it really fit where we're going. I'll probably show it again Sunday. So go ahead. In a row. Do you approach it differently with a young team than you would maybe more experienced team who's been through stretches like that before?
4: No, we stay the course process. Uh, get up. Make sure you win today. Go to class. Sit on the first couple rows. Take your hat off. Turn your cell phone off. Listen to the teacher. Take notes. Get in the training room. Take care of your body. Make sure you eat four or five meals like a champion. Stay away from the dollar menu. Go eat something that has some color in it. Uh, tell the Coca-Cola later and drink the water or milk. Get in the video room and watch it and take hard coaching and, and, and be, be a man, get to practice and get loose and embrace the practice. Come back at night, get your shots up, be a great teammate, get in the weight room. Um, it was just, that's the process, it's what you do and then you stay after it. You know, wins, games, I mean, we work at this thing about 362 days a, a year and you get 31 games. I mean, it's not just about the game. It's about the process. You earn the right.
0: Process. Film study is a process. And, and, and I said, it's, it's not solely on what we're talking about, but it fits. I want to I show you how it fits. The more I learn the word of God, the more prepared I am for the next game. See, if we, if we picture this in things that we understand, we don't grasp the spiritual side of it a lot of times. There's a spiritual battle going on right now, and I don't grasp that. Why? Because I live in the physical realm. It's hard for me to understand, but what I do understand is I understand sports. I understand these things. Why? Because I've been watching it my whole life. Have I ever played football, you know, as an organized team? No. I would practice with them sometimes, but I, I just... I never wanted to get out there. Why? Because it took too much work. I really didn't enjoy that. I'd go run eight miles instead. Doesn't make any sense. Studying the tendencies of your enemy, being in the process. We've got to get in the process. Why do you think that Bible study is so low now in the church? Because people don't value the process anymore. We we, We work out our bodies. We work out our minds. He's talking about college students. Get there, sit on the front row, pay attention, get your grades, eat right, get in the weight room, do our stuff. But people have to beg you to come to church. People have to beg you to pray. People have to beg you to read your word. But you are a part of the team. And if you want to remain a part of the team, you've got to get into the study book. These NFL players, when they they watch this stuff, there there was a, a guy by the name, let's see. Mark Lillidge, let me read this to you. Some guys watch a lot of film, but they don't know what they're looking at. This is an NFL player. Others may watch just a mandatory amount and still gain tons of knowledge. Some of us learn more than others. Some of us have the ability. But these are so. I thought I was a film expert and hardworking early in my career because I would spend countless hours alone watching film. It wasn't until I signed with the New Orleans Saints and broke down film with Jack Del Rio, that my eyes were open to the truth. Viewing, film, or watching, and understanding what you are seeing are two completely different things. Listen to that. Viewing, film, and watching, or watching and understanding what you are seeing are two completely different things. Just reading the Bible and studying it to truly understand it is two completely different things. Some of us read it so we can check off a block that I read it five minutes today, God. I read it ten minutes today. But can I tell you that soaking in one scripture that you think about all day long is still more beneficial. Understanding the tendencies of that one scripture. How can I get that one scripture? God, what are you trying to tell me right here? And I keep reading it over and over in my mind, over and over and over. And as I do that over and over, what I see is, is... How it relates to other things. How it relates to other scriptures. How it, oh, how it can work in my life today when it was 4,000 years ago. And I start just chewing it and learning it. That's what these guys are talking about. Players that grasp these concepts can differentiate them earlier in their careers. We've got to grasp the concepts of the game we're fighting against. The game we're playing what the enemy's trying to do. We've got to become students again. These players are play- paid millions of dollars a year, and they study. They, they, they tell you stories of, of people like Peyton Manning, the hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. You know why they study these films? Let me, let me break it down to you like this, to the best of my understanding of, of why. You ever watch one of those games where, where the guy's sitting there and he's, He's doing things and they're calling out numbers. The, the quarterback is looking. Everybody's looking. So he looks over and he says, Move. He shifts this guy around. You know what he's doing? He's looking to see how they react because they have watched so many hours of that team when they line up that way. They could tell you 85% of the time this guy's going to do this, this guy's going to do this. So he shifts that guy in motion behind him and it kind of tells him how the defense is going to react to it on how they react. And that tells him what he needs to do to outsmart the defense. The defense is doing the same things to him, though. And they're, they're faking it. The more we get into the word and we learn the, uh, the, the tendencies of the devil... Like, if you've been struggling with this one sin, why do you keep struggling with it? If Jesus Christ, if the blood was enough, if he paid the price, if you are free because you were free because he said you were free, why do you keep struggling with it? Because we're not taking it as serious as we need to. It's kind of like this. I, I thought of it this way. If the team practiced... And every time they practice, they let the running, the running back get through the line and he runs down the field. If every time they practiced, the defense never stopped him. What do you think would happen, Dave, if the first time they played a game and somebody stopped him? Everybody would be like, what would I do now? That's how we act. But guess what? We've got the book in front of us that tells us how to overcome all the tendencies of the enemy. All the tendencies. See, we want to spend more time learning about the blessings of God. They affect us now, and we want it now. And we think that other stuff will only going to benefit us later. But can I tell you that the blessings are great, but I don't want to get beat up on while I'm enjoying them. And I know this much. If I can learn how to outsmart the devil in his own game, and if I can learn how to use the Word of God against him and the Spirit of God against him, then I'm not going to be beat up and I'm still going to be blessed. But we want a preacher that's only going to tell us how blessed we are. You're blessed, I told you, so we'll, we'll move on past that. You're blessed. You're blessed coming in, going out, everything you lay hands on to is blessed. God said he's, he owns a cattle on a thousand hill. He's going to supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. One day you're going to pass from this earth and you're going to go live with him forever. And you're going to be around the throne and you're going to get to do all these things. Now, let's get to work while we're here on earth, defeating the devil. Because here's the other thing. It's the believers that allow us to go out and do what we're doing through the spirit of God. Just again, trying to relate this stuff together to something that we can understand. The ball, we need to get it down there for a touchdown, And every time a sinner comes to the Lord and gets saved, that's another touchdown. But the problem is, is we all want to sit on the bench and let the coach be the quarterback and the coach be the linebackers. Could you imagine that? As as good as Staubach was. Who's the best quarterback of all times? Anybody you want. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, right, in, in the NBA. Could you imagine him going out there and playing a game by himself? It's not going to get very far, is it? See, we're all in this. We all got a place. And guess what? Some of us are the center. All we do is hike the ball. But if that guy doesn't hike the ball right, there's a fumble right there behind him. He's paid $100 million a year, or how much ever he gets paid to hike a little... I got a piece of leather right here, and they don't pay me that much. And I think this one feels much better than that ball. <laughs> you see, we've got to figure this thing out because the problem is we're not taking it serious enough. We need to study what the enemy has been doing in my life. You know how they fi- fix the levees? Is they find out where the little leaks are. And what do they do? They start probing around. Well, why do we got water over here? This is a problem. If we don't fix this water, it's what, a half mile inland. Why we got water half mile in? I may have a, a, a levee breach right there, and what's going to happen? It's going to hurt a lot of people. Same thing with us. See, all this stuff relates. You've got to study. We've got to find. Oh, wait, the word says study to show myself approved. It's in the word. See, all these things are in there. All these things are in there. Proper film study is vital for any NFL team to win. Players that can take what they see on the screen and transfer the knowledge to the field will always have their eyes on the prize. Doesn't that sound biblical? For eye on the mark? I'm, I'm like, this is crazy. This is crazy. Listen to this one. Let me Go back up to that, to that other. Coaches use film as a valuable resource for both the correcting your players and preparing us for upcoming opponents. Think about that. Church services, Bible studies, everything that we do that that applies the Word of God around it and the Spirit of God either corrects, encourages. Film is a valuable resource for both correcting and preparing. See, we need to value the times that we hear the ministry of the Word. We need to value this. The reading of the word. We need to value all of these things. Why? For players, it's a tool to get them to the next level. The serious player will look at film when the team is watching it or when his position coach has left game notes for him. Here's your game notes. Did Jesus win the championship? Yes, he did. Did he outsmart the devil every play he brought against him? Yes, he did. Why? Because he lived a sinless life. You see, I'm trying to put it in terms we can understand. And he brought it all the way to the cross. And the devil still thought he won. He's not very smart. And then he rose from the dead. And now we have the record of this. Why? Because he wants us. Go out and do what I did. Oh, by the way, what I did, you're going to do greater. I'm going to do greater than Jesus? Yeah. You can live a sinless life. Well, I'm just human. No, you used to be. Now you're redeemed by the blood. You're bought with, a, with the price of the blood. You, you can be a sinless person. And to sit here and tell me I can't means the blood's not enough. Now, am I going to fail? There's a good chance of it. But can I be sinless? Yes. When I spend as, enough, uh, as much energy on this as one of those NFL players spend on, uh, on, on how much Drew Brees spends watching film in one week to prepare for one four-hour game. The hours and hours and hours he spends on that one game. How many hours a week do we spend preparing for the next battle of the enemy? And it's our life. It's our life. See, Coach God, viewing Coach God in this manner, that he has put things in our place. He has put all of the playbooks. He's given us everything we need to succeed here in life. But it's not always going to be comfortable. It's not always going to be what we want to hear. Matt, you need to go run five more laps. I'm tired. Matt, you're going you're to read ten scriptures before you leave here tonight. Matt will be going to another church. Now, not Matt, but you understand the concept. That's what we would do if, if churches did that to us. Uh, Beverly, before you show up next week, you're going to read Leviticus and Job. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Just not numbers. <laughs> but but you see though, it, it's it's a whole fact that that if we and, and you know what, honestly, just looking back at my own life, I remember my pastor, Pastor Flippo, that y'all love so much. I remember when he gave all of us leaders a piece of paper. Yeah, Wendy's already. You can, she, she knows. Oh, that's what we all did. We cried and screamed, and and he would not relent on it. He would not back off. It had these things on there, little blocks. There were seven of them. Then it had these other little blocks. There were seven of them, and then there was a couple questions on the bottom. Number one, how much time did you pray today? And you had to fill it out. That was one of the seven blocks because there's seven days in a week. How much time did you spend reading your word today? What did God speak to you this week? <laughs> Can I tell you that when you didn't get to do any reading today, that you had to put a zero, you can't read tomorrow and put it back. That thing would just, bam, bam, like that sign out there, bam, bam, just, and you had to turn them in every week. <laughs> put it on your mirror, he said, on your ice box. I don't want to see that. Some days I'm tired. I get up early. I go to work. I don't get back home till midnight. I don't have five minutes, Lord. (laughs) I was a recruiter. I'd leave at three, four o'clock in the morning, drive all the way to Houston, spend all day over there working with, with people, trying to get them in the Navy. I'd drive them back, drop them off, go pick up another kid and do paperwork, sleep in the car, and go do it again tomorrow. That was my life, but I still had to put a zero, but you know what it did? It taught me discipline. As much as I hated that paper. And he knew we all hated it. So Wendy's still, oh. But you know what? I got to the point where I could sit there and pray for an hour a day. Wasn't no problem. I could sit there and, 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 you know, off and on, I could read 30 to 40 minutes a day, maybe more. I'd find time. You know, I wasn't busy the entire time I was over there in Houston. I was visiting. I'd find time. You see, I I found time, even in what I considered was my excuse why I put a zero on there. There are no excuses. These NFL players don't get excuses, do they? You know how they got there? We used to have a kid, Caesar was his name. I I don't remember his his first name. Caesar was his last name. He would go through practice, Dave. The the young man was amazing. He grew up in an area that he had nothing in, in the community that we lived in. He was a great athlete, though, but he wasn't... That level athlete. he I, I'll say he was a really good athlete. But you know what he had going for him? He wasn't the greatest school grade. We would go out there for track and practice and everybody else would go home. You know what he would do? He'd run it again. He'd go for football. They'd practice football. When everybody went home, you know what he did? He went on the field by himself, practiced it again. Every play he'd run them by memory. Why? Because he wanted to go that next level. Want to go that next level. Because he knew that his grades weren't going to get him there. He knew he wasn't the NFL Hall of Famer, but he says, but buddy, I'm not staying where I'm at. He didn't make excuses. The, man, the, the, the young man was amazing. I love that about him. And he had, he had so much going, but the world told him he had nothing. And he grew up in nothing. But he was willing to put in the time. I really wish, I need to try to look him up and see whatever happened to him. I'd love to know what happened to him so I can tell you all the rest of the story. I'm going to go try to find him. said I love I love how hard he would work every day every day that's got to be us guys we've got to get in there and say God I need to learn some film today who's my next opponent Lord Green Bay Packers what page is that on and they always love to run this play I need to study this and all of a sudden the devil comes up and you notice that he's lined up in that field and in that way (laughs) I've seen this one before. Let me shift over here and see, oh, look, he's doing it. Devil, I caught you. I'm not falling for that one today. In Jesus' name, get out of here. Lord, close off that. Put put some extra blockers right there, Lord. Call call the running back over onto this side so he can can block for you, right? You see what I'm saying? When, When we understand those things and we... We spend time talking to the Lord. He prepares us for the battles we're coming through. I remember one of the ladies here alone, she told me. She said, the the sermons you've been preaching for the last month prepared me for the death of my mother. And I was like, what? But she said it prepared her for that. And I was like, wow. that's, That's crazy to me. I just preach what I feel the Lord wants me to preach. But to her, it was preparing her for the battle she was fixing to go through. The storm. Guys, let's let's get into the game. Let's get in the game. See, when you think about the New Orleans Saints, any of us that were fans only knew one thing. Brown paper bags. (laughs) Right? That ain't. But what changed? They got a new coach. Hey, he's pretty good. But you know what? I, I, I've watched great coaches go to teams, and they not do anything. They got a good quarterback that nobody else wanted. They thought he was nobody. I've watched great quarterbacks on teams. They got some new players. Then all of a sudden, re, uh, Katrina hits the city, and you know what happened, I think? They decided, you know what, guys? We're going to change this. And enough of the people that were the influencers said, no, no, we're not the ain'ts anymore. You are an amazing quarterback. Nobody expects you to throw a 60-yard bomb. You can't even see over the line. (laughs) He's doing this. Go throw the long ball and watch what happens. Watch what happens. You see, I, I think it was a combination of this crazy coach who does an onside kick when he's winning in the Super Bowl to start the second half. Everybody's like, what? He got outside the box and said, you know what? I'm going to play football. I'm going to play basketball. I'm going to play track. I'm whatever it is. You know what? I'm going to run my race. And devil, you can throw whatever play you want at me. And you know what? You may get by me once in a while, but I'm going to study this thing enough And I'm going to be listening to my coach enough that I know what's coming. And just remember what Peyton Manning said. I always thought that was so cool. Peyton Manning, you know, of course, his daddy, you know, New Orleans. He always dreamed of throwing the winning touchdown in the Super Bowl for the Saints. He did. It was an interception, which gave the Saints the win. (laughs) His dream came true, but not the way he thought it would. Not the way he thought it would. You see... I'm tired of the Christians wearing bags over their heads. How many of you are tired of people not wanting to hear about Jesus anymore? Why do they not want to hear about Jesus anymore? Because they're tired of all the hypocrites. They're tired of the, the, the church world saying, Oh, we're the, you know, you're the God of power. And the floods keep coming and all the problems. And why is it the church looks more beat up than the world does? We've got to get out of that mentality. Get out of that mentality. I want to read one more scripture to you as I I close this out tonight. 1 Corinthians 9, 25-27. I don't think I put that one in there. You can pop it up there. I know you can. 1 Corinthians 9, 25-27. I want to read this to you. Pop it up there when you get it. I'm going to make sure I'm waiting on him. 1 Corinthians 9:25 through 27 Got it? All right. Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. Look at that. Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. You know what that tells me? If I don't have self-control in all things, I must not really be a part of the team must not be competing. Because according to that scripture, everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. So if I'm not exercising self-control, Lord, help me to exercise self-control. Coach, give me a little bit extra workout. Doesn't that sound like another scripture? That patience have its perfect work, complete and entire? you want? Oh, pray for patience. Can't do that. I don't know, Lord, not patience. Hmm. They then do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. Therefore, I run in such a way as not without aim. I box in such a way as not beating the air, but I discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. You know why those athletes practice as hard as they do? You know why people run as long as they do, and as long as like even in the military, when, when they would do all these things to us, it was to prove to us that we could go further than we thought we could. Yes, you can stay up for three days and, and run eight miles. Yeah, you can. No, I can't. Oh yeah. When that guy's back there screaming at you and throwing things at you and, and words we don't use, you're going to figure out how to run. Your feet are bleeding. You're going to run anyways, because you're scared of him. That guy's going to kill you. The devil's going to kill you. If you sit around and do nothing, he may leave you alone for a while. But sooner or later, he's going to come a-pouncing. Therefore, I run in such a way as not without aim. I box in such a way as not beating the air. But I discipline my body and my mind... I discipline my body and my mind that it becomes a, my slave. Why do I want my mind and my, my body to be my slave? So it'll do what I want it to do. So it'll do what he wants it to do. Because you know what? I've run races before where my legs were completely numb. Didn't feel them at all. It the scariest thing, first time it ever happened. But you know what coach said? Just keep running. Just run. And what I realize, when they're numb, I don't, they don't hurt. <laughs> only problem with that is, is sometimes they'll just collapse on you and you're really not waiting on it. But you know what? We need to get our body to be slaves to us, not the other way around. You are not a slave to this world anymore. You are not a slave to sin. Sin has no power over you, no control over you. The only way sin has power or control over you is when you give it to it. The only way you're going to take my car out there is that I give you the keys. That's the only way you're going to get it. Rollin's like, that's my keys. Hold on. What are you doing? I got a better set of keys. I didn't say you have that one either. <laughs> you see, we've got to get that in our mind. The only way the devil can beat you is if you give in. Could Satan really beat Adam and Eve? He tricked him. Could Satan beat Jesus? He didn't get tricked. Why? He knew the Word. Twelve years old, he was astonishing the, the, the priests, he knew the Word. He knew what God was saying. He knew the plans that God had for him. He knew all that stuff. Guys, we've got to start watching some film. We've got to start saying, you know what, I need more Bible study. I need more reading time. Coach, what can I do to get better? Not, I can't show up to that. (laughs) Just say it. Film day is an important day. Film day is an important day. It's an important thing for us. It should be every day. Every day, sit down and see what happened in your day and say, Lord, how could I have done better there? How could I have responded better there? What could I have done to overcome that? Lord, why didn't I know it was coming? Right, all these things. I ask the Lord some crazy questions, y'all. Sometimes I get crazy answers. Sometimes I don't get an answer. I know, I know the answer to that one already. I'm just hoping you change your mind. (laughs) Coach, do we really have to run eight today? How about six if we do really good? How about ten? Oh, come on, coach. It looks like 12 now. And the other students are like, Shut up, man. Stop. <laughs> Guys, we've got we've to change our thinking in this. And I think when we really start getting this in there, which I, I've been getting it in there, as y'all can tell, and it's still growing, I'm telling you, there's so much more I could go into with just this one topic right here. But as we start changing our mentality on how we view the Word of God and, and, and God Himself and how our interaction is and our responsibilities... Who wins games, coaches or players? The coach can't compete, can he? No. That's why God didn't take us home when we got saved. That's why he gave us the Great Commission. That's why he gave us all the things, all the tools to do what we do. Amen. So let me pray for us tonight. And y'all go home and sleep this off and, and dream about film. Dave's just laughing at me. Father, I thank you for all the things that you're showing us right now. Lord, as I I really sense in my spirit, you have been preparing us, preparing me for things that are to come and things that we're going to step into. And Lord, I am so thankful that you are preparing us. And I am thankful that you are giving us the the power in our minds, to your spirit, to change the way we think about what's going on here. And our responsibility in this, Lord, we know that you are in charge of everything and And, Lord, you are so much more than a coach. But when we grasp it in this manner, we know it will help us. The Holy Spirit, help us to understand the importance of studying the Word in a whole new way. As studying film, preparing for football, basketball, softball, whatever it is, whatever the sport is, let us truly understand it and grasp it so that we can go out and be successful, that we will be able to bring you all the glory and honor and, Lord, I continue to pray for, for those in our services, Lord, and our, our family here, that we've had some that have been sick. Lord, I know that you are the God that heals, and I just continue to speak health and life into their bodies. And Lord, we also have some that have lost a loved one. I pray that you would just watch over them, Lord, as you comfort them. And, and again, Lord, I ask for there to be such peace around them tonight that they are able to sleep, even in a time where they think the grief is going to overtake them. I rebuke this spirit of heaviness. And I release peace over them right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Guys, hopefully you've been learning something out of the Coach God series. I'm just, again, Sunday we're going to do it again, but guess what Sunday is? Game day. Game day. I don't know if that will be the last one or not, but we'll see. If you come up with another topic for Coach, let me know, man. man would, I'm telling you, I'm just I'm learning so much. I'm enjoying it. So I love you guys. Again, thank you all. Thank you for helping on on, uh, Sunday, everybody that came. as We had a great time. God's adding to the church, amen? God's adding to the church. And uh, just keep praying for each other as well, amen?
3: Bless you. Love you. I'm going to stop talking now.